look. You take yourself out of the game. You start talking to him about puppy dogs and ice cream. Of course, it's going to end up on the friendship tip. I just don't think she liked me in that way. Baby, you are so money, and you don't even know it. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Hogwash and Hooey with Doug and Randy, where lifelong buddies connect to discuss all things life and dilute themselves into thinking people actually care what they have to say. Here's your hosts, Doug and Randy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Hogwash and Hooey, starring Randy Hartman and Doug Levengood. I say starring because it's really kind of a big deal for us. Um, this is episode seven. We're really excited to uh, about the topics of discussion today. And uh, yeah, it, it, glad to have you back, listeners. Um, hope, hopefully you guys are enjoying the flow and the discussion. I know Randy and I really enjoy it, uh, taking advantage of the time we have here to, to discuss things. So thanks for joining us. And uh, I, think you'll, I think you'll enjoy today's episode. Uh, Hartman, how, how, was the, how was the week for you, brother? Uh, awesome. Uh, week 54 of five weeks to slow the curve. And, uh, I think the curve is slowing from the sound. Yeah. So Steph got her vaccine last week. She got moved she to the did. front of the line. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Educator. Teachers, yeah. educators. Yep. Uh, so, and my boys aren't, you know, kids are, aren't very susceptible. And, uh, my in-laws who we're kind of trying to give space, both got it. So now I'm the weak link. What's your plan? So, how are you going to get to the front of the line? Uh, I, I am not, uh, <laughs> I'm going to wait my turn and, okay. uh, hibernate until then probably. No, Good. I mean, if everybody else gets yeah. it, I have less and less to be concerned of, I guess I'm falling the low risk category, knock Certainly. on wood. Yep. Uh, but you know, I'll, I'll jump in line when the time comes and, Good. uh, it seems like it's getting closer and closer. There's extras floating around out there. They're saying people yeah. can use, or if you wanted to, you can volunteer, but we'll let those, uh, in higher need of course first and then then i'll take my turn but yeah uh besides that got jacob outside to play soccer for soccer practice which was awesome um yeah so a lot of positive things one thing that's been challenging we're kind of entering the housing market which you may or may not know but in the puget sound region is ridiculous yeah i've heard this yeah, I, there was an article in the Seattle Times the other day showing a graph of it, and it was something in Bellevue alone that the market average home went from nine fifty to one point two five or something. It's up almost three hundred thousand, thirty percent year over year, um, which is crazy. But I, I talked to our agent today just to get a feel for it because there's no urgency for us. We're not necessarily set on it, but just something we've started kind of. Um, looking at as the kids get older and we want to yep. settle in somewhere. Um, and he was seeing a couple, couple things that were driving it were uh, one thing for individuals and, and families living in homes, COVID highlighted a deficiency maybe in their own home, at least in a person's perspective okay. where they're saying now my home also has to be my office, maybe two offices. And I didn't really need a yard uh, because there were parks close by and that was my yard but now we can't go to the parks because they're closed so now i need a yard so i need more space so there's some sort of that perception of uh, a deficiency maybe in the existing home that's driven some of some of that movement um another big one in this area at least as much as COVID's hard hit uh the rest of the country the world uh 
this is one area that's actually, I don't want to say unfortunately, but the opposite of that really benefited through this period of time, right? Because yeah. you think about yeah. how well Amazon's doing and Microsoft sure. and and how well those stocks have done. And a lot of those people that work for those companies that are all based right here have done really well. So you've seen this big increase in wealth in the area and that's flowing in to housing, uh, obviously low interest rates, making it a little more palatable to buy yeah. more home. Right. Um, and then you've got people settling here from, from other areas, uh, moving in from San Francisco and, and even more expensive areas and, and other relocations from international relocators, you know, coming in for a lot of these tech jobs. So yeah. it's just sort of the perfect storm. And at the same time, you have a really big decrease in supply okay. because few people are selling. You can't sell an upgrade necessarily because you might get your equity out, but there's nowhere to go because you already got a highly yeah. inflated market. Yeah. And, uh, and the other one is if, if you are possibly looking at selling in the age of COVID, you don't want a bunch of people in your house. And, you know, mm -hmm. there's just that, mm -hmm. that sanitation issue and stuff that people are worried about. So yeah, it's, it's a mixture of really strong demand and super low supplies. So the hope is that, you know, we see some, some settling um, and maybe some return to normal normalcy and maybe some more fundamental justification for pricing, but it's uh, you do not want to be a buyer in the Puget Sound region. Oh, right now. Man. You'd love to be That's, a seller, but yeah, you don't want yeah. to be a buyer. But you got if you're a seller, you have to have that plan, the next plan, right? You got to be know where you're going to go. And yeah, know and we've seen friends, all. we've seen yeah. friends doing that, right? Where they say, you know what, it's uh, let's cash out, and we want maybe a simpler pace, and they'll sell here, move to Eastern Washington, sure, or move sure. over to you know, move to one of the San Juan islands or Whidbey or yeah. Bainbridge or something and, and uh, just slower pace. So, yeah. Oh man, that's, that's a challenge. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. sure something will work out for you guys, man. I know you're, uh, you guys will be on top of it. Yeah. We're it just, just, just something that's kind of in the mix. So no, nothing super pressing and, and we're nothing we have to do, but just something we're, we're dabbling in now. So we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. That, that's about it for the week. How you been? I'm good, man. I was on the road last week for a minute down in California doing some work and it was good and uh, got to fly down and fly back. So that was pretty nice. I didn't have to drive down, but uh, yeah, family's doing good. We are, we, the dog training continues, you know, I think mm -hmm. the, the, the battle on sanity is, is on and uh, we're doing well. Dog's pretty good. Brutus, if you remember, he's, uh, yeah. he's doing pretty well, responding pretty well to some of the training we're trying to, um, you know, help him out with. So things are good. Yeah. Back, kids are all back in school in part-time at least uh for, for all of them so that's been pretty good too wasn't brutus was he the big guy in popeye was he popeye's nemesis that was yes. always trying to steal olive oil i believe that's right yeah okay yeah remembered the name from somewhere and i, I got a tinge of anger at your dog for some reason i was, <laughs> couldn't remember couldn't understand what that was and then i realized he always got ah, a rough deal he was kind of he was kind of a softy on the inside he was you know? yeah back the late yeah, he was. He was. He was much bigger than Popeye. Yep. Pre spinach. Pre spinach. Post spinach. Nobody's bigger than Popeye. Nobody stood a chance. At least got Popeye. the biceps. Those arms. Those big forearms yeah. spinning around. Yeah. Look out. Um. Anyways, I cut you off. What else this week? No. No. Yeah. That. That's. That. Things are good, man. We are uh, hot and heavy into. Um, you know, the tournament, we're excited. I know, I know we'll, we'll circle back to a couple items, but since we're talking uh, fun stuff, um, yeah. basketball is upon us. And uh, yeah. I would love to hear who you have for your final four. 
greatest time of the year sports-wise as far as i'm concerned if yeah. uh if i could check myself into a hotel room <laughs> so i didn't have any distractions bring in a couple of my own tvs and laptops and yeah. watch every game yeah. uh for four days straight i probably would but unfortunately that's not reality so um yeah i do i'm stoked for it didn't have it last year so i'm really excited that it's back awesome. and it's uh my final four is really boring though uh, i've got no surprises and um i've got zags winning it all okay uh, that's obviously they're a local favorite and I, I, yeah. i'm a zags fan so um but zags winning it all finally and then michigan illinois and baylor which are all the four number ones. So yeah. I know four number ones n never get there and I don't yeah. expect that they will here either, but Zags and Baylor look, I think heads and toes above everybody. Yeah. Uh, that said, Michigan was playing pretty well. They lost a couple, I think towards the end of the season and they were the best players out for the tourney. And then uh, the Illini, I I've watched them play a number of times and they look pretty good. So yeah, uh, I, but you know, I watch a lot of college hoops and I'm still uh, always about the bottom of every bracket that I'm in. So take what I so, say with a grain of salt. So two items. Yeah. You picked all, you picked the chalk, right? As they say, you picked all the top four seeds. Mm -hmm. I think that's happened one time in history. So I don't know if that's a good bet, but you, it's a safe bet, right? Oh, you're going to get now some of them in there. Guess, yeah. That's okay. And, right. and, and secondly, um, I think, I think I'm going to, I'm going to beat you with my final four. I, okay. I got, I got Gonzaga playing Michigan. Okay. In one side. And then the other side, I got Ohio state Buckeyes. Okay. Playing uh, Houston Cougars. A little so surprise. Two number Houston. twos. It's not like two. you went out on a limb. I didn't. I didn't. You're right. No, fair enough. Fair like enough. But a, a I didn't take the chalk like there. you did. You took yeah, the chalk, true. man. You took four ones. I, at least you've balanced mine out. I, I didn't take the chalk, but okay. um, you know, Whatever. Houston, Houston, I watched a, a couple of times. They were good. Uh, weaker conference overall, obviously. Yeah, Big yeah. Ten, right. But it kind of reminds me of like a, a team. Well, we'll see. I, I, I'm just excited to watch basketball. I know yeah. that I know I'll be watching a fair amount this weekend. You know, they started the first four were on today and they're doing like the, the, the first day of the tournament on Friday. It's normally Thursday because they're all yeah. playing in Indianapolis and COVID things. So it'll be different. It'll be a different weekend. And then Monday is kind of like that next day of like, Oh, tons of games on a Monday. So we got to figure out how to watch that, but I'll find out. Yeah. I'll, I think I'll wake up with a little bit of a cough and need to stay in bed on Monday. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry guys. Sorry, Sorry guys. Miss work today. Yeah. But it's, it's a good time of year. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, we, we have had great memories of watching basketball over the years, all the way back to, you know, probably being, being seventh graders at Leota. <laughs> you and I have watched a lot of ball together. Oh dude. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Never got good at it. Uh, good at watching it. I'm really good at watching You're it. I'm never good at, great at watching it. By osmosis, I would have become a better basketball player. Never, <laughs> never worked out. Yeah. But that's exactly. okay. Um, oh, speaking yeah. of basketball new show. If you have Netflix last chance, you, did you Ooh. watch any of those, the football ones? Not. Nope. The football ones were pretty interesting, but the the newest one that just came out this week is basketball. Okay. And I think it's uh, LACC, LA Community College. Okay. Or it's a community college in LA. And uh, it's really interesting. I'm about hmm. five episodes in and we'll probably binge the rest of it over this weekend. Okay. Um, but it's good. It's really interesting to see, you know, these community colleges and the, the kids, the student athletes that go there have kind of their last chance to go play. A lot of them awesome. are D1 kickbacks. Yeah. Great stories, and, uh, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's their chance got to get their grades up and prove themselves. And, and so just to see the, what goes into that and then see what goes into that from a leadership standpoint, from a coach who right. has to yeah. coach and bring a team together that are all really not out for themselves, but all really saying like, Hey, this is my last chance to, to make something. Wow. It's pretty interesting to see the dynamics of that. So yeah, I recommend it if you get a second to watch it. It sounds like right up my alley. I enjoy stuff like that. Check it. Hey, I was going to ask you something. Um, the, uh, you said something when we were signing on and they said, Hey, are you there, Doug? And you said Lima Charlie, or can you hear me? And you said Lima Charlie, what is Lima Charlie? Yeah. So, um, I was in the Navy for 22 years, 21 years. Sorry. It's getting, getting long in the tooth here. 21 years. And, um, a lot of time spent on the radio uh, in the aircraft talking to people. And so sometimes the radio signal, the radio frequency that you're talking on doesn't come across super clearly, right? So okay. you have to rely on things like the phonetic alphabet, right? So alpha, bravo, Charlie, delta, echo, lima, you know, they all, you go through from alpha to, to Zulu. And, and some of those letters the, have certain meanings. With, with the technology the military has, is there a reason that it's over... Is it radio waves versus like we could talk on a cell yeah, phone around the world? Like what's the reason for that? Not having clear communication. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of the time, a lot of times it's, it's just challenging because of physics, right? You don't have towers stationed all over the place that can then rely on a satellite. You have to rely on the satellite itself, or you have to rely on the, the radio frequency going from radio to radio okay. and they're moving. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, complex physics involved that i'm so not you get a big time me with, with physics but um is that is that your answer yeah. when you don't know the answer it's physics well i just i just i know you study i know you studied business <laughs> so i don't want to make you yeah. i don't want to make you yeah you know, i studied science so. yeah you did political science but. Yeah, i was gonna say political science i don't know if that counts <laughs> okay anyways so, i cut you off Go but ahead. back so no so lima charlie is using the phonetic alphabet that means loud and clear. The L for Lima, the C for for Charlie, clear. And so you you just say Lima Charlie. It's a short way of saying, hey, I kind of I'm in the know. I know I know a little bit about the military lingo and how relying on the uh, the phonetic alphabet. But L L and C Lima Charlie is something you would say on the radio and be like, hey, how do you hear me, guys? Lima Charlie, you know. And then and then you just move on. And so instead of saying loud and clear and it, and it being like loud and clear, you can say Lima. Charlie and everybody knows. Hey, okay. if you said L and C, means loud and clear. There's other ways to express the, you know, how how clear you're coming across on the radio. But uh, um, that was that was that. Uh, what if yeah. so? Phonetic alphabet, man. What, what? That's interesting. I had no idea because I I watch you know I see it and hear it on war movies or TV shows. But if if sure. it's so, what if somebody says they like, what do you want to drink? And you say. Lima Charlie, does that mean like coffee? Like the LC? Do you still, you have to interpret what LC it is? Or could it be anything? Yeah. So I would sense? say it's context, right? Okay. Yeah, it's context, it's context right? Based. So if you're like, if you're using the phonetic alphabet, you're yeah. probably on a military radio or on a CB or something like that yeah. uh, talking. It, you're probably not putting it in order at Starbucks. Okay. Okay. Probably. Maybe, Maybe. you, I don't Maybe. know, Randy. I've never used the phonetic alphabet at Starbucks. Starbucks on the basis? But sometimes. No? no not not there they oh, do have yeah. starbucks on bases but no no i haven't done that um right. that's hey. an education for me i did not know that you taught me something today speaking thank, thank you. you and i would love to learn something 
that that not everybody knows about the business you're in? Tell me something ooh. that it will blow my mind. Mine is not ooh. I got one. We were talking I, about we were talking about an Apple born on date. Before. Yeah, that's what I was going to think. That that's okay, one that I yes, guess some please. people find somewhat interesting. Um, but if you buy an apple on the shelf in June, say you go and you pick up a Honeycrisp apple off the shelf, that Honeycrisp was harvested the previous September or August. Okay, so, so like nine months ago. Yeah, exactly. So apples are are harvested hmm. in August, September uh, into October. And that's the entire harvest. And then they all go into what are called controlled atmosphere rooms. Uh, and those rooms are sealed up tight and the oxygen is, is sucked out of them. And I believe it's nitrogen that's pumped in as well as some other stuff. And it puts the apple in a hibernation state so that it doesn't age or ages much slower. And then throughout the course of the year, they break those uh, controlled atmosphere rooms, uh, CA rooms, they call them. They break those, they pull the apples out, they run them, they pack them and market them. And that's what goes out to the grocery store. So over the course of the 12 months, that's why you have apples on the shelves 12 months of the year uh there, there'll be some imports you know where it's summer in different parts of the world yeah. you'll, you'll see some of those so you'll see new zealand galas and and uh, argentine galas galas and and pears etc but the majority of stuff especially here in washington state is always going to be washington apples that were harvested over a two-month time frame that's crazy so you're so that i think with the way you said it was saying hey you're eating an apple in june or July, and it was picked the previous like fall. Yeah, that to me is crazy. I, th I always thought, oh, it's a fresh apple from Washington. It was probably picked yesterday. Or yeah, no, week, yeah, exactly. Last month, not nine months ago. That's amazing. And that's why you'll notice um, now that you know that maybe towards the end of summer, the quality, at least that the snap, the pressure mm -hmm. uh, on it will go may go down. Hopefully not. Okay. I mean, there's okay. technology exists to try to keep it as, as um, high pressure and good quality as they can throughout the course of the year, but you may notice that. And that's generally why it's been off a tree for 10 months at that that's point. That's crazy. So, that's crazy. And how long yeah. is, has that been the case for, for like decades now? Like they figured out yeah. the nitrogen aging process or, or. Decades, definitely. Yeah. But it, it's definitely a, a technology that's advanced and we're seeing that out of other parts of the, the country yeah. as well, where they're getting getting better at doing that and keeping wow. that longer. That's why apples are one of those commodities that you see on the shelves kind of year round. It's always kind of a staple middle part of the grocery store um, mm. presentation, but okay, I know that's boring, but as it's far not, as interesting aspects it's, of my job, that's is. So is that, did, did Washington cut down the cherry tree or was it an apple tree that he did or did not cut down? Yeah, According I don't know if you're lore. confusing metaphors or story. No, I, I think Washington <laughs> cut down a cherry. Was there nitrogen involved in that? I don't know. He may have been huffing nitrogen before he did it. He may have been high as a kite okay. pre-cutting it down. Because it Got seems it. to me there was no reason to cut it down. Okay. That was All just right. a callous, callous yeah. act. Seriously. Cowardly act. Honestly. Just kidding. Okay. But founding father, much respect. Well, you know, we all make choices, Georgia. So. <laughs> Speaking of presidents... Ooh, but uh, ours seems to be MIA. Maybe I haven't I haven't seen him fifty-seven days or so into the presidency, and not one uh, one no press no conference yet. Yeah, did you watch him? He signed the uh, stimulus bill the other day, and then and then was kind of uh, unceremoniously ushered out of the ushered room off. with all the people in front of him, all the all the press, you know, the reporters ready to ask. They were asking questions, and and he's like going that way. We got out. That's crazy. Vice president. So very interesting. So I think we're up. We're upwards of almost two months 
Yeah. Where there's been no questions asked, no challenging questions asked. I think he talked to George Stephanopoulos on ABC News and they asked him about the dogs and they said, you know, what's your favorite color kind of questions. So super yeah. interesting to hear the the different, you know, challenging rhetoric that was yeah. that was at the prior president and, and the, there's nothing happening now. Like he can't do anything wrong, number one. It's very interesting. And I, I guess I if you don't say anything, you can't do, you can't say anything wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, Which seems right. to be kind of maybe the, the mindset. He is obviously kind of prone to misspeaks and gaps. Yeah. And yeah. so it's hard to tell if they're insulating him because of that uh, or if they're insulating him from speaking for, you know, some other reason. Obviously there's, mm-hmm. there's thoughts of maybe his cognition or, or yeah. just his, and, and I don't know anything about well, that. Well, wouldn't it be great if he came out and alleviated all of that? Totally. Like, yeah. It was like, Hey, yeah, hit me, hit me with your questions. I'm thinking on my feet. I am the person who's going to be interacting, you know, with president G I'm going to yeah. be the person that's interacting with president Putin. I'm going to be interacting with our, with our allies in NATO and South American countries and Japan who are big out. Like there's, there's none of that. Like no, none of that happening. And so it's a little surprising that uh, he hasn't taken the, you know, the bull by the horns. And, That's why you have to assume there's yeah. some truth in those. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. In right. that gossip. Right. Take I, it on. I mean, prove yeah, just take, take it on, prove it, prove it wrong. Yep. People will move on. Um, you'll gain trust. You'll gain uh, your popularity rating will probably go up. People sure. feel con- um, that you're competent at the job and, and have some confidence in it. So clearly we're not a zero defect uh, you know, government here. Like yeah, people right. say dumb things regularly and then they have to backtrack or like, he's just not saying anything. That, well, I wonder, me, you know, I, I wonder how much of that is uh, part of the cultural change that we've seen as a whole where um, in, in it, it's a broad term and people are hearing it a ton. So forgive me, but cancel culture where you, oh, you maybe yeah. you're just like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. So I'm better off saying nothing. Right. 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 Because if you say the right thing, it's disregarded or, or whatever. If you say the wrong thing, you can be dismissed and lose your job and, sure. and, and canceled or, or kicked off whatever platforms, et cetera. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Do you know the comedian Bill Burr? Did you hear about yeah. this? On the yeah. I, I, I know, I know who he is and I know yeah. he was, he was, he's an actor as well. Right. And he's kind of on the, he's done some, yeah, that's true. He's done some movies, independence. I think that I've seen him in. But, uh, you know, he did a little bit of his stand-up at, at uh, the Grammys. And I, I won't comment because I don't want to be canceled. But, I, I, <laughs> you know, I, I think it was him being him. And uh, there was a huge backlash on Twitter for it and uh, kind of, you know, the calling for his cancellation. Mm. But I, I was listening to a couple of things, reading a couple of things. But it's really interesting. And I think it's kind of... Um, to shine a light on maybe what we're seeing in this culture war, how what he said, which to many seemed pretty innocuous, is juxtaposed against what Cardi B's song, what WAP, I think it is, right? And that the nature of that song and the words of that song, and then the actual live performance he did on the Grammys. Yeah. Somewhat of a a family show during prime time. And it it being hailed as uh, art, and great and nobody says anything bad about it but a couple a couple comments are calling for this person to lose their job wow and uh it just it it seems to me that in this cultural dynamic that's evolved so quickly over say even the last 12 months that 
it's almost what's up is down and what's down is up. Like, mm. it, it seems like the complete morality of a country has twisted and, and, and changed so dramatically in such a short period of time that it's almost disorienting. I don't know if you feel this at all, but it, it has been for me. Well, it does feel like, you know, I, I've seen this with, with the, uh, you know, I've read a lot of on um, a little bit of the intellectual dark web, the, the guys like Brett Weinstein, um, Eric Weinstein, Jordan Peterson, these guys getting uh, Joe Rogan, getting, getting called out, like, you know, for, for saying things that are objectively true yeah, and, or, challenging the cultural norms of what, where we are and how we're embracing some of these things. And, and um, you know, I don't, I, so I have seen it. I don't know that I'm necessarily dialed into the the culture piece of the, of the cancel culture, you know, like the the pop culture, so to speak, but I do see and have have seen some of these things. Um, And it is a little disturbing. It feels like it is, we're a rudderless ship in that um, even folks like on the left, I think you might've sent me the link of, of, uh, Bill Maher talking mm-hmm. about, um, some of these things that are happening and how like, you know, China's starting to eat our lunch in terms like, they're not worried about woke and, and cancel culture. Like they're, they're continuing to build and prosper and grow yeah. their military and grow their economy. And, and here we are, you know, wrapped around the axle on things like, uh, dare I say, Mr. Potato Head, you know, yeah, and that sort right. of stuff. And so it's Pepe really, Le Pew. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of things out there that I think are are drawing attention that, man, really, really hard to see how this is good for, for our country. And I, I'm, I will listen, tell me how these things are good for, for free speech. Tell me how these things are good for a society that can express themselves openly. And I'm, I'm listening and I want to hear it. Cause I, I have a hard time understanding it. Yeah, I, I completely concur. Um, I, I don't know at some point you kind of think that cooler heads are going to prevail and that rational minds and people with those bully pulpits will be able to speak some, uh, objective truth, uh, yeah. like you said, and, and kind of quiet these, like quiet some of these voices that it just seems so fringe and so, and maybe they're not, but often it seems that they may be, and they just have the loudest, the loudest uh, voices and they're willing to put it all out there. Right. Whether an average person kind of just wants to go about their life and love their family and, and uh, do their job and, uh, and all that. So I, I don't know, but it, it is, and it's becoming increasingly disturbing. You know, when, when my kids are starting to go to school and you hear about public schools, even in the area, asking kids about, as early as second grade about their pronouns, you know, what pronoun do you want to be known? Yeah. By? Yeah. You're like this, this is a thing that right. exists. Like that was such a, within the last 12 months. I mean, that those questions have always been there, but when did it become like, okay, this is just now part of our culture, right? Yeah. We're I go and sign in, down. I go and sign in uh, for a doctor's appointment. And it asks you those questions, um, various questions about your identity in, in different ways. Yeah. And, uh, it's like, Whoa, this is, this is a thing now, like this hmm. is part of the culture and uh, good or bad. I, I, I've definitely got thoughts on that, but, and, and that's a longer conversation, but it is interesting to me that the culture has absorbed and adapted so many of these uh, things so quickly. Sure. Without really even a lot of conversation about them. Yeah. You know, like what is the long-term impact of some of these, these um, 
these norms, yeah, that, and changes that we're putting into our culture, what's going to be their impact on the youth, right? right. What's going to be the impact on, uh, again, it's a much bigger discussion, but I think that's, that's part of uh, what really concerns me about it. So no, I think you're right to be concerned. I think you, you, it, there's a lot of these things that are happening, like you mentioned, just kind of a lot of people don't, don't even pay attention to it because it's not something that's in their lane on their day to day, but it's happening in the culture. And like yeah. pretty soon people are going to turn around and you're going to be like, well, this, where'd this come from? What, where am I even living? I don't understand yeah. how, how now these are the norms that I am supposed to adhere to when it's not what I grew up understanding. And we have to progress as a society. We have to, like, there's things that have to happen and change and, and there's goodness that can come from that. And it has to be done in a way that is methodical and thoughtful and not pressed down from, you know, the vocal minority fringe groups who kind of like you shall, or you will be canceled. So I I agree with you. I think progress is and can be a good thing, but I I will push back a little bit and ask you, is it always a good thing? Is progress necessarily mean positive moving forward, right? Is there something to be said by traditional values and things that were, were foundational and things that help build this culture and, and, and obviously the freedoms and the successes that we've yeah. experienced. Is there something to be said about maintaining some tradition uh, and, and pro- or is all progressing good? Like, does everything have to be pushed forward or is there some things that you say, no, these are the good, these are the cornerstones. These are the foundations right. of who we are yeah. as a society. Do we keep these and build on top of them and right, right the wrongs and, and work towards social justice and all, uh, you know, various different things that we definitely have a lot of work in and can do a lot of work in. But some of these things, as far as like moral, not moral absolutes, but just definitely some foundational value stuff that uh, there, there's some value in not seeing, uh, let's say the Cardi B thing, like pornography at eight o'clock on channel seven and you're sitting there with your four four four-year-old right right yeah it is but to not say like oh that's pushing the envelope anymore whereas you can think yeah uh britney spears madonna thing or justin timberlake on the super bowl with janet jackson right and and some of these things that were everybody was aghast adam yeah not so long ago right not so long ago but the stuff we're seeing now is that on steroids and it's kind of like oh that's that's awesome oh man they're just being themselves, doing their thing. Right. You know, it's like, well, no, that that's fine. They can do their thing for the audience that yep. maybe wants that. But um, to make this all very mainstream uh, as a mainstream part of the culture seems troubling to me. And and I think you had said something about if it's not in your lane or in your purview, you might not see it coming. It's, I don't know how you can avoid it anymore. Hmm. Like I, I don't know what part of life isn't somewhat... Um, being enveloped by this woke culture that's fair that's fair i i did not watch the grammys nor did i, I didn't read either about, actually, nor did i read about the grammys like i even probably saw a headline on some somewhere you know talking about what what happened but i elected not to not to read it I, i'm not interested in in that um, you don't want anybody mad bad mouth in your cardi b right right yeah uh not my jam but uh i I don't you know i i don't know um a lot of those things that are going on unless somebody brings it to my attention you know so yeah uh, and i'm not against hearing about it like but i'm with you i think there are staples of 
of our culture of, of even Western thought in, in, and America, you know, uh, even as a more of a microcosm, like that are, that should be uh, principles moving forward, you know, whether it's the value of the individual, the value, uh, like less group think and, and more of like, Hey, it's important that you are an individual and embrace that. And we want to value your opinion and you have an obligation to the rest of society, right? With your actions and how you're responsible and, and you care for others and you care for like those sort of things, I think um, should move forward. And I, I, when I say progress, progression will have to happen, I mean, to, to say that we haven't progressed since, you know, 1776 is, would be a fallacy, right? We've changed yeah. a lot. We've added things. We've improved as a country. We've, we've, we've certainly done a lot in terms of equal rights and, and civil rights and bringing people um, on a, to a level playing field without a doubt. And there's a lot of mistakes that were made about the way people were treated in the past that and we're still, still reckoning are. with. Yeah. And still yeah. are, and we're still reckoning with that. And, yeah. and as a country, so I don't mean to say, Hey, I just, I go to work every day and I turn a blind eye to any injustice. And it's like, no, no. I, I choose to where I'm going to spend my limited time uh, and my resources and how I'm going to focus on that. And, and oftentimes pop culture is, is a sacrificial lamb. You know, as I mentioned, our, one of our first episodes, I, I have been on Facebook now for, you know, nine months and, and I'm the better for it. Just to tell you, I mean, not sorry, sorry, Zuck. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm better for it because I don't feel like it was adding anything to my, to my life. Yeah. I'm grateful. So, no, I, I think you're right. And, and I agree. And I don't think necessarily, I don't think pop stars should be, uh, setting the tone of culture. I think that's the, the issue is like, they don't even have, they don't have to be good role models. Right. Mm -hmm. Just like it was right. a Charles Barkley or someone who said, yeah. I'm not your role I'm not, model. I'm not a role model. <laughs> I, I think there, there's no expectation that they should be. Um, some may choose to be, and if so, yeah. but I think the scary part is when a when the society and the culture elevates those people that sh definitely should not be to yeah. the status of, and they're the ones that get the most time and airplay, and their songs are number one, and they've got the most followers on Twitter, and and I, I don't know, a lot of people probably see it as innocent and innocuous, but I, I don't. I don't know if you've got a generation of kids that are growing up around this with this all the time at their fingertips yeah. and it's constantly what's in their face. I think it's naive to think there's not going to be, uh, it's not going to have a seeping uh, impact on the culture itself at, For at sure. every level. And I do think it is insidious. Like you, like yeah. you said, I think it is, it does spread its tentacles throughout. Um, I, I think it is super interesting. I've always thought about athletes and, and celebrities and how much money they earn and, and what that says about our country, right? That, that we, yeah. we have a capitalist society, like the mark, they would not pay that. They would not earn that money if the market didn't bear it. So oh, yeah, totally. what does that say about the market? What does it say about the people who are throwing down money to be like, yes, that is valuable to me. I want that. So, so why, how is that so appealing that people like, and I think you, like you said at the beginning is like, it's a kind of a commentary on our lack of, of morality and a lack yeah. of, a, of anchor and something that, that Absolutely. holds us, holds us steady and, and together and move in the right direction and with arguments here and there, but like kind of steady moving and down, you know, and uh, boy, it is, it's sad, it's sad to think about 
what what some of these um, these issues that that our children are going to have to face, right? If we're facing yeah. this forty five year olds and like thinking about what this means for our kids and what what's going to mean for them, you know, and yeah, it's super super challenging. Maybe there'll be a big whiplash effect, and and people yeah. will all of a sudden become super super conservative in their in their ethics and morals again. But you have to have an anchor for that, right? You have to be yeah. able to be some. It's got to be attached to something, right? Yeah. What's yeah, the object absolutely. of your faith? Kind of like that sort of, you know, I think for, for you and I, that's, that's the anchor, right? And that's yeah, hopefully sure. how we're going to raise, raise our children with that anchor yeah. of uh, God. And, yeah. The uh, Christian, Christian and, belief. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and in that, you know, you, you hope that they don't waver, but it's, it's hard because the inundation of the world and pop culture is different. You know, when we were kids, it was there, but it was, you know, watching MTV when your parents went to bed for a couple right. hours, right? Yeah. Um, there wasn't the internet. There wasn't constant access on a cell uh, phone yeah. to it. It's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. You can't, it's like everywhere. you said, you can't get away from it. Yeah. In some respects. I mean, you have to make deliberate choices to kind of be like, oh, I can't look over. I can't go to McDonald's this week. Yeah. Just like, on a diet. I can't go to make, like, you have to make deliberate deliberate choices. It's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe we're still learning the impact of all this stuff and there's going to be discipline, you know, built into the system eventually, but so much of it, if, if you're not taught personal discipline, which is hard for all of us, let alone teenagers. Right. Oh man. And, and, yeah. And uh, all the aspects and emotions that go on with that. And then just being bombarded with this stuff every, every day. And it, it's less about the, you know, even the start of my conversation was less about, um, maybe even Cardi B in the culture uh, that yeah. certain things are uh, seem to be okay now and just the norm. It's more what ticks people off and what gets people riled up and it's words somewhat, you know, I, some people could find them as hurtful or offensive and other people might find them as, as humorous and jokes, but either way, and, and a shared buddy of ours, Jay Ferguson had pointed this out to me, or I just asked this question as an honest question. He's like, is sticks and stones may break my bones. Is that even a thing anymore? Right? Like we grew up and you'd say, somebody calls you a name or says something offensive to you. And it was sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Right. But we've gotten to the point where we're taught to be so offended by words. Yeah. The words have, I, I've heard many, many speakers talking that wor words are violence. Words can be violence if they're used in such a way. And it's giving such a plat or we're creating a generation. We've already obviously created a generation like this, uh, but even more so it's going to perpetuate through future generations that they can be offended at anything. And if they're offended, sure. then they are hurt. And the person who offended them is perpetrating some sort of violence against them yep. and, and is absolutely wrong and not just wrong, right. but being violent. And I think that's a slippery slope. There's some great supporting literature out there that like the, the coddling of the American mind, but uh, Jonathan Haidt and, and Luke Yanoff yeah. and like Greg, I think it's Greg. Uh, there's some great stuff out there that talks specifically about this and people showing up to these speeches, free speech and showing up to campuses and shouting people down saying your words are violence. You're preaching hate. And, yeah. and it's, they're not allowed to share. It's, it's very strange. Yeah. And, and, and free thought and, yeah. and they're just philosophy and, and theory and theology and up for conversation and debate. But the fact yeah. that just having a thought or an ideology that's different than somebody else, instead of 
um, arguing against it or yeah. debating them. Instead, it's just shouting them down, saying that they don't have the right to have. Yeah. And uh, that isn't that like speech, that whole, is, those discussions are what, what provided so much value in the universities and provided opportunities for people to share ideas that were disparate from their own. And yeah, like, man, it, it's, it's very, uh, I mean, we maybe we're circling back to a little bit of, of how we started our conversation at the beginning of our hogwash and hooey series here, but like, it's very interesting to see how they continue to, to crawl it. They're crawling further and further into their own, into the own echo chamber, right. Yeah. And not allowing other people's um, contrary opinions to be forced upon them. Right. Forced. But they, the interesting thing, cause you're absolutely right. But the interesting thing about it is, they're not climbing in, they're climbing in their own echo chambers, yes, but they're willing to come out of it to make sure that nobody else can climb in theirs almost, right? <laughs> yeah. Where, where um, they're, they're willing to only hear what they want to hear if somebody tries to say something else, but, sure. but they don't mind kind of maybe having a faint idea of what the person thinks and then go shouting them down, but not really listening to them. Yeah. Just maybe having whatever they saw maybe they they've listened to him and they've got their ideas say like jordan peterson right he's he's pretty he's a lightning bolt lightning bolt is that the lightning rod lightning, uh, lightning rod. rod yeah he's a lightning rod for controversy and i've listened to a ton of his stuff and i have never really heard anything that i personally find offensive but i have a tough time finding it offensive from anybody's standpoint because he's empowering people regardless yeah. just as human beings as a as a creation of of likely and almighty um to uh, live their best and and exp and have the best life possible by find meaning, pursuing find, things of beauty yeah. and, and have meaning and find yes. meaning. And that's his book, right? The is it the meaning of life well, and the meaning ma of life. maps of meaning and the, maps and then he wrote uh, twelve rules for life, um, a, antidote to chaos. He actually has another book that just came out this month called Beyond Order that we'll uh, we'll have to talk about at some point. Yeah, did you read it? Twelve more rules. No, it's on my it's on my list though. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it soon. Um, yeah, but you take, you take folks like that and they're screamed at on college campuses. He's a college psychology professor. It's like, yeah. he's, he's not a super partisan, uh, thinker and that's not even his, his deal necessarily, but his thoughts people find so dangerous. Um, and, and I've listened to, I haven't read any of his stuff, so yeah. you know, take my thoughts with a grain of salt, but I've listened to hours and hours of his interviews and speeches and debates yeah. and uh, well, it's i think you're i think you're yeah sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you please keep going no no i i just think and that's you know this is partisan because that's very one-sided like somebody with a, a conservative bent to their thought will get shouted down on universities sure and be told not to come and you know i've seen it to the point where they'll break windows and break down doors to get in and throw eggs or pies at people who have thoughts that's different than them you don't see it the other way around right i mean there's as far left uh commentators uh philosophers that as socialists communists that can go to campuses and speak freely without any of that sure but for some reason uh that that's not the case if you have any sort of conservative more conservative thought and not not even far right definitely not alt-right stuff i'm not even i'm not defending any of that but even just further right think or thought or moderate or even. moderate even like moderate centrist. conservatively yeah. moderate yeah and, and, and maybe centrist uh i don't know there's not many of those that people want to hear from anymore though so i don't know that they'd, <laughs> they'd be given a platform at a college yeah. but um 
yeah, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the, what the answer is. My hope is that, like you said, maybe the pendulum swings and yeah. you see these big swings, but I think the answer is for people to, the cancel culture only works if people care that they're trying to cancel them. Sure. If you don't, right. Yep. I mean, they're, they're yep. really in a lot of ways hold very little power. They, they hold economic power in that they can say, we don't want to buy your products or services yeah. or anything yeah. that you promote anymore. So if you do want to have free speech and express yourself, there is that risk if yep. you've got a big platform. So that that's the power that they have. But outside of that, you know, I, I think, and, and so then it becomes what, what's worth it. Like, speaking truth into a world and a society that really needs some, um, some sanity or to keep your mouth shut and let, let maybe the most fringe among us have the biggest platforms. So, yeah, yeah, no, these are, I mean, these are all great points. I feel like they're, they're kind of what has been on our minds the last couple of years as we've, you know, bantered about and discussed things from afar and now, Seems seems like we have an opportunity to at least chat about these things and, and kind of figure out where we land on them, you know? It, yeah, I, and I think full disclosure to anybody listening is that you and I, we, we've got opinions on a lot of this stuff, but we're really challenged on how to express them in reasonable, um, thoughtful, considerate ways rather than just, you know, harsh our harsh takes on it and, and being yeah. belittling people that have different beliefs or, or just going after them with uh hyperbole and rhetoric and all that like i, I yeah. think we want to we want to talk about these things from a thoughtful standpoint and so if we if we seem like we're choosing our words a little cautiously i think we are right because sure. we want to talk sure. about this stuff but we we also want to understand that plenty of people feel differently than us and and we recognize that and we want to be able to have that debate or those conversations. Yeah. Um, 100%. I think you, you nailed it there. Um, so, so we have this whole, whole list of other things to get to here. We, we have time for one or two more. Do you think? I uh, don't know that we do. I think we're probably, um, I mean, I think we're around 40 minutes or so. so. Okay. Why don't well, we, we, why don't we do another one in between here in the next, in the next couple of days and we can talk on some of the other, other topics that we had queued up. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good, man. Um, I I always appreciate spending time and talking to you about this. I always appreciate your opinions and thoughts. Yeah, I appreciate yours uh, immensely, and and you're the only person that'll listen to me. So everybody <laughs> else tunes me out. So hey, hey, man. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Saturday, uh, yeah. twenty two years uh, of marriage. No so, way. Yeah, yeah, man. Kate and I've been married for twenty two years on Saturday. Congratulations, cool. happy anniversary. Hey, thanks. I was I remember- fortunate. And honored enough to stand in your line that day, too. You were. You were. You were. And that was the day that Gonzaga played in their first Elite Eight, I think. No um, way. Yeah. Yeah. Or that was the game they won in the Sweet 16 to go to the Elite Eight. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That was 1999, man. Casey Cavalry. And yeah. Remember that? All that? I do. Where Good. was that? It was that in Tacoma. Was it Tacoma Country Club or where? Fur- Furcrest Country Club. I actually drove by it today uh, over oh, my daughter's playing some volleyball over there. So, uh, drove by there and kind of had a little flashback is kind of cool that was fun man that was fun you were the first of of many to come but i think you were the first wedding <laughs> of uh all my buddies so yeah man it's awesome it's an honor standing next to you guys and and i'm proud of you and kate and all you guys have done in the last 22 years it's uh inspiration so congrats, yeah. congratulations thanks bro thanks all right brother
Uh, have a good night till we meet again. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. You just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N.